Welcome to the Mastering B2B Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Jesus McDonald. Enjoy the show. Cool. Well, welcome to the show, everyone. Um, you probably don't recognize my voice, depending on whether or not <laughs> Jesus has uh, launched the podcast where he interviewed me. Um, so should I introduce your show or do you introduce your show? What do you think here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So either way, we're going to uh, repurpose this and yes. you know, I'm going to put it on our podcast, Mastering yep. B2B Marketing Podcast, and Steven's going to put it on his yep. uh, Business podcast. Over Breakfast. Business over breakfast. Um, we're both entrepreneurs. We're both run an agency. Mm-hmm. Steven runs a B2B podcasting agency. Um, and I run a B2B web development agency. So podcasting websites, you know, what's interesting about the two is the podcasting is like, it's all out, like you yep. outbound yep. and then it all comes back to the website. So it goes hand it's in hand. True. Oh Which man, is, you're stealing the thunder already. <laughs> <laughs> Which is cool. So I interviewed Steven. Um and now he's interviewing me on this on this one. So this is gonna be interesting. We're good friends. Yes, and we follow yes, each other on LinkedIn too. So yes. let's dive right in. Steven, you have a handful of questions. I'm super excited. I'm fired up about this, really. Oh man, um, yeah, dude. I've been excited about this since uh since we came up with the idea during our last recording. So uh this should be a lot of fun. This is gonna be great. So um, yeah, so we're gonna kind of turn the tables a little bit. And one of the main reasons why I definitely wanted to do this um was because, you know, when we launch a show for anybody, a lot of times, you know, the the audience is very interested in like, you know, who is doing the show? Why are they doing the show? Um, you know, why is it worthwhile listening to, you know, the the host of the show and what makes them, you know, best fit to to bring knowledge in in their respective domains. So what I was really excited about um after being on Jesus's show here was to to kind of turn the table and um just do what we do for a client coming in for the first time. And and the goal is really, you know, the audience here that's listening is to get you um more detail on the background of Jesus, of his business, you know, what is what are his goals? Um, you know, what how 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 did he come to be an entrepreneur and why? Um, so there's some I think there's gonna be some exciting uh back and forth around this. And I always get so fired up and excited um interviewing another entrepreneur because you know. I think uh, it takes a lot, you know, as, as uh, I forget who said it, but it's like eating glass, staring into the abyss uh, on some days. And then on some days, you know, you're just like, this is what I was born to do. So uh, I think it'll be, it'll be fun. So why don't, um, and I'm not sure, have you ever done any sort of interview like this on your show? Uh, I had people, I've had people that I've interviewed um, and asked about specifically uh, entrepreneurship, and also B2B marketing. And I've also been guests on other people's shows as well, marketing shows. Yeah. So this is good. And even talking about business and everything, I will say that it's very rare for someone to dive right into the entrepreneurial mindset, spirit, heart, all that passion. Um, Usually the questions I get asked is around websites um, and B2B marketing. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, and we might go there, you know, we'll see. But uh, I think it'll be, it's it's going to be more fun. And, and one of the things that I, you know, encourage people who are evaluating doing business, especially in the marketing realm, is to understand the background of the business that you're working with. And that goes beyond kind of the, the marketing side of things. Um, and what's interesting, and, and we, uh, you know, one of the topics I do want to go down in proper uh, marketing is probably the difference between branding and marketing. Um, and, and I think some of the, the brand tenants are a projection of the entrepreneur themselves. So as you're evaluating agency partners to do business with, um, I think a, an episode like this is great for those, those, uh, those people interested in doing business with a, co with a company. So anyway, Definitely. we'll get into it. So um, let's start out with the broad stroke question, what is, what was your journey to entrepreneurship? Yeah. So my journey, I try not to go too far back. Um, well, I will go far back. So yes. well, I, I was going to get, I, I grew, pull you there anyway. So <laughs> you might as well. Yeah. So first generation college student, uh, grew up, um, with my stepdad from third grade up and he, was basically the entrepreneur and he did a lot of, I would call it hard labor mm. type entrepreneurship. He would service and sell 18 wheelers, the tractors, oh the gosh. whole thing, the whole semi. Right. Mm. And, um, yeah, I remember moving those things on the land Jeez. to still in Texas, sitting yeah. on 27 acres. Wow. Uh, people in California are like, what are acres? <laughs> so <laughs> it, right. it, it's true. Like, yeah. and I just grew up like, you know, how do I talk to a customer? He would make me like write emails to customers. He would make me answer the wow. phone calls, um, wow. take cash on hand, um, service. Uh, all that stuff as a kid. So I grew up around that. that. Yeah, I grew up around that culture. And honestly, I want to just, just play video games, not want to go out. When he was ready to go out to work in the morning, he's like, come on, get dressed. We're going out. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I don't want to. <laughs> I rather play like Halo, Call of Duty. Yeah, I, like no, I'm just, right. re that's I was right. a gamer back then. So yeah, that's awesome. I rather play all these other you know, Dreamcast. It's yeah. crazy all this, you know, Nintendo yeah. and everything. So <laughs> Then I was like, okay, I learned to not just speak, but value relationships from that way. And it, I think it also got me out of my shell because I was more introverted and I can still be so, but it helped me to also, this is how you, social skills, mm -hmm. here's how you talk to someone. Here's how you pick up on this. Here's how you ask questions. Um, here's how you seek to understand. So all that has kind of made me a little bit of who I am with my entrepreneurial spirit, mm -hmm. mindset, heart, you name it. Mm -hmm. And just the drive, the passion um, comes from, yeah. I would definitely say credit 100% to my stepdad because I grew up around that. And then fast forward. So I went to college at the University of Texas at San Antonio, graduated with a business marketing degree, which uh, if I had to do it all over again, I would have skipped my four-year college, just FYI. Really? We can dig wow. into that a different yeah. time if you want. Very um, curious about that. <laughs> more of a waste of time. I wish I would have went right into digital marketing. Mm. But uh, skipping over that, I always wanted to do my own business. Mm. I always wanted to run an agency. I just didn't know what. And I wanted it to be in marketing. I started marketing when I was 17. Wow. Um, I would yeah. 
basically work for promotional type marketing, you know, mm. Nintendo, we mm-hmm. monster energy drinks. Mm-hmm. Um, look at that. You're married, all already, that stuff you've married, uh, already in this story, you've already married two important passions in life, yeah. right? from a young age. I love it. Exactly. And when I dived into that promotional marketing, I was like, I mean, the clients that we had were like Verizon, State Farm, like Walmart, really big clients. And I would work with the agency. So I was like pretty much a member of the agency that they would bring on. So if you're thinking about it, when I'm in college, I'm making like $25, $30 an hour. That's freaking good. That's really, really good. And I, I was like, why am I going to these classes? The teachers are not even interested in the topic. Yeah. They always look miserable. Mm-hmm. Like I'd rather be going, making money, having fun, doing events. Events was a big thing. Promotional events. Yeah. So I would make, I would work two, three days on the weekends and mm-hmm. I'm like, I made it up for the weekend stuff. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So to yeah. me, I was like, that gave me um, kind of a, a snippet or kind of like a little splash into, um, marketing. And I fell in love with it. And I'll say, you know what, maybe event marketing or promotional marketing or staffing is going to be the the area that I go to. And then long story short through connections and everything after college, I was like, you know what, got my business marketing degree. Um, and through just network connections, um, one of my stepdad's buddies, I said, Hey, we need a marketing person. He's like, my son just graduated. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And that's the one thing that I've learned about entrepreneurship. It's all about relationships. Yeah. Um, so if you're an entrepreneur, you're not business networking mm-hmm. or doing some aspect of business networking, which podcasting is exactly mm-hmm. an aspect yeah. of business networking. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. It's kind of really hard to succeed Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, without those type of relationships, partners, Absolutely. you name it. So I said, yeah, I'm totally down. They needed a digital marketing agency. I mean, digital marketing um, person. And it was in California Mm -hmm. in San Mateo for a financial uh, institution. And I said, for sure, financial services new to me, um, but marketing isn't. Yeah. So long story short, packed up uh, everything, bought a new car. Um, (laughs) I bought a Nissan Sentra. Ah, nice. I used to have one of those. <laughs> I I threw all, I left the hanger on all of my clothes. I threw it all in the trunk and I said, uh, I'm taking a leap of faith and I'm doing it. What's the worst that could happen? I just go back to Texas Yeah, and I'm back to square one. But at the same yeah. time, I'm like, I can't pass up this opportunity. So yeah. I did that 24 hour drive mm. from San Antonio, Texas, all the way to San Mateo, California. Yeah. yeah. So I get there and you know, I just learned they even paid for some training. I'm super grateful for the experience. Right. And what I started seeing, and this is where, you know, if you're a marketer, um, definitely want to, um, put your ear as close as you can or turn up the volume on this one. But what I was, remember I was working at the agency. Mm -hmm. Now I am the client to the agency. Mm. So the thing that I bring to the table is I see both sides. Mm -hmm. And I have the experience of both sides. Mm -hmm. So when I joined, I knew that the company was getting their eyes poked out, Mm. being taken advantage of. Mm. They're paying like 20K, sometimes 30K a month for marketing services. Wow. Oh my gosh. What I was able to do when I got in there was bring that 
monthly expense to just about 10 or 12 K. Yeah. So wow. I'm like, this is all you really need. Yeah. That's interesting. saved them a lot of money. Let's uh, unpack. So for five, so this is in the financial services industry. What mm-hmm. were their plays? Like what were, what were they focused on? Where were they showing up, you know, from a marketing perspective at that time? They were working with a content marketing agency, um, really focused on campaigns, which was content heavy mm-hmm. and blogging. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like their thing was like three to five times a week blogging. Okay. And that was like the thing Yeah. Uh, at the time, right? Yeah. Um, so they're like everything from ghostwriting to publishing the, the, the blog, where it was there like a um, link building link building. Okay. That's what I was going to go. All with. that like, stuff, all the like old the school dated stuff. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So I'm like, I looked at the, you know, our marketing dashboard, we had HubSpot and at the time, I don't know if they're still using them, but um, to me, it was like, okay, they have all these services, but where's the website traffic? Yeah. Okay. So was that, was it converting at all? Like was the, were there, and I, I know I'm drawing maybe and dusting the rust off of a no, <laughs> no, experience, no. but was that, was that converting at all? So the thing that was converting was paid. Okay. But here's the so thing. They, they were, they were pretty much just wrapping up maybe three fourths of that 20 K and just flushing it down the toilet. Then. 100%. Yeah. They had a, they hired, they outsourced a PP, PPC expert. Okay. Um, so this, this marketing agency had everyone, a PPC expert, an SEO, a graphic designer, a web developer, designer, mm-hmm. a copywriter, the whole thing. Right. So they can't, and, they can't do anything but charge 20 K a month. <laughs> one to you keep know, the lights yeah. on, yeah. but yes, two, because yeah. they're also paying other people. So they have to make margins and cash, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. When they use yeah. contractors. So if you're a marketer, you got to be aware of this. Like yeah. it's like car sales almost. Yeah. Like yeah. you're going in for a Toyota, you want a yeah. pickup truck, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how much they're, let's just throw a number. They're 30 or 50 K, right? Yeah. Um, they jack up the price on purpose mm-hmm. because they have wiggle room. So mm-hmm. you, they're doing the same thing. Agencies are doing the same thing, especially the ones that say, we do everything under one umbrella. We're your one-stop shop. Yeah. You don't have to worry about anything. Well, you do actually have to worry about stuff. Yeah. So yeah. that was going there. And I brought it down again from 30K a month to about 10 to 12K. Mm-hmm. And we were really focused on what we needed to focus on. But again, it was hard because some of these relationships is, was like a, you're breaking up a marriage. Oh yeah. You yeah. know, the owner and, and it was hard because, you know, the, the CEO was just afraid one, the conflict in relationships, but also those are difficult conversations to have. Oh yeah. Right. But then it's like, okay, I'm going to end this contract with this agency that I've known for years. And then we're going to trust Jesus with everything. Like it, I had to build the trust with, with the CEO as well too. It's, yeah. it's a difficult position to be in 100%. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I also noticed that the marketing was not really valued at the company. Mm. So yes, they had this marketing partner. I've never heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, but I get that. Yeah. And everything I would propose would get shut down or what's the cheapest mm. solutions and everything. Mm. So I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, yeah. well, what's the ROI? I'm like, we yeah. haven't even started. Yeah. For, forecast the ROI. I'm like, yeah, okay, I can do that. 
I can forecast yeah. the ROI for you. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I'll make it a super appealing and, a, yes. you know, something <laughs> realistically that we yes. can do. Um, yeah. But it was always, and marketers laugh at this. It's always, um, sure, let's try after a month, two months, mm-hmm. cut it off. It's not working. Yeah. I'm like, it's not a, it's not a lead generation company where you put your credit card and paid for X yeah. amount of dollars per lead. Yeah. Yeah. So the company was very used to paying for a lead generation company, mm-hmm. um, PPC experts, all this ads, advertisement, mm-hmm. money was literally out the yeah. window. Yeah, it's all like the eating, time. It's like eating Doritos. You you know it'll, it'll fill you up, but you'll right. You'll be you know four hundred pounds. Even though I just ate a bag of Doritos this afternoon. So. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing, no no knock on Doritos, but yeah uh, yeah it is it is like the uh, it's you made the, me think about Super Bowl commercial. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, it's like the uh, it's satisfying, nice short term, high. Uh, you know you you get those short term metrics, um, but you know again back to kind of the marketing versus branding uh, idea mm-hmm. as well is like, you know, this background on Jesus it, it shapes what his business is about in the same way, you know, the way that you're generating leads is going to shape what your brand and what your marketing is about in your digital presence. Right. So, and a lot of things there, like it was, it was hard for SEO mm-hmm. to rank on Google. Mm-hmm. I mean, it still is today. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. So that's why a lot of people are doing the podcast. A lot of people yeah. are going hard on social media for organic, but it was hard for someone who really depended on it, like a crutch mm-hmm. for, you know, paid advertisement to now I'm coming in trying to propose organic. It was like a foreign language to them. Mm. So that was a difficult learning curve. Then the financial institution got bought out by a local community bank. Mm-hmm. And then at that point I was like, I'm not really excited about working for a bank with compliance, federal regulations, yeah. all that stuff, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Watch out what I yeah. tweet. Like, I'm just like, yeah. um, and at the time I was like, you know what? I want to do something more that doesn't limit my creativity. Mm. And I already had friends at the time that were into websites mm-hmm. into WordPress. And they're like, Hey, we're just waiting on you to jump ship so we can start this. Yeah. Um, all right. All right. And some of them were doing it part-time. Some of them were doing it full-time. Yeah. I said, you know what? I'm going to start as a part-time entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And then when that, when that revenue, um, matches my salary, I'll jump ship. Mm. I started it. It took like three clients. Mm -hmm. And then I was at a point where I'm like, if I don't put in my two weeks and leave, it's going to hurt my customers. Mm. Um, and it was hard. It was yeah. definitely hard because at the time, I don't really talk about this with too many people. So I really love this interview. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because at the time I was newly married mm-hmm. and they always say first year in marriage is difficult and oh, it, yeah. is. it is. And then, um, just started my company on the side mm-hmm. and I had a full-time, mm. you know, job on top of yeah. it as a digital marketer. Yeah. And a website admin. Right. So for me, I was like, it was hard because I had to learn how to make time for my marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was really, really difficult for me. Yeah. Easier said than done. Oh yeah. It was like, you're done with your, you know, eight to five job. Yeah. Okay. Jump right into working on JRM web marketing, right. Which yeah. is my company. Yeah. yeah. And then and then connect with the wife and all this stuff. But yes. for me, I was like, oh, wow, no dinner with the wife, connect with the wife yeah. and then go to yeah. work. Yeah. 
So it was hard to be patient. I'm very impatient. So it was hard for me to be patient (laughs) naturally. Like I had to wait for the whole day to finish. Mm -hmm. Then eat with your wife, connect with her, all this. And then you can work on your little side hustle. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's, 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 especially when you're getting lived, (laughs) especially when you're getting messages, emails, phone calls throughout the day. And you're like, Oh man, I can only take this on my lunch break. Yeah. 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 Wow. So long story short, and I kept saying that, but I'm I'm real, really close to finishing it. Yeah. I did the transition. Mm -hmm. It's been picking up traction and growing ever since then. Mm -hmm. Um, And the reason why I chose uh, just to give you the why on why I chose uh, website solutions Mm -hmm. is because when I looked at all the vendors as a digital marketing manager, all the marketing activity pointing back to the website, the domain name. Yep. And I said, in any business, forget B2B, just any business, you need a website. Mm -hmm. And it's the engine that makes the whole car run. So for me, the way I was thinking about it is, you know what? I don't want to be an agency that says we do everything under one umbrella. We're your digital marketing agency, full, full service agency. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I experienced so much frustration working with those kind of agencies, multiple agencies. Mm-hmm. One, they promise you everything under the sun. Two, mm-hmm. their customer service sucks mm. because they're managing other accounts. Yeah. And their account manager changes all the time. Why? Turnover sucks. Yeah. I was like, so something's not working. Something. Yeah, it is a grain. Yeah. But then I'm like, hey, I need this stuff done. I need some web design, web development. Okay. I find out it's overseas. Mm. Yeah. I'm like, this is what I get from working with the agency. Yeah. I was like, I need someone US. Yeah. Local. Yeah. I was like, with marketing, you got to move fast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah so if you don't have integrated, integrated piece to the puzzle for sure. Yeah. So what I saw was like, look, responses, responsiveness to communication sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like every entrepreneur sees the need in the market. Yeah. And goes and creates their own business. And so I saw a need with the website part. Mm-hmm. It was hard to get the web developer on the phone mm-hmm. just to get them to pick up the phone and talk, mm-hmm. right? Just to email them. Like I, I would get an email response from the agency because they hired a web developer overseas mm-hmm. two weeks later. I'm like, I don't even know if this matter even is relevant now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, so for me, it was those kind of frustrations. Can't get a hold of my account manager, my web developer, any of that to where I said, you know what? I felt this. I don't want other people to feel this. What really matters to me is picking one service and being really darn good at that. Hmm. And that's why I picked websites. I'm like, I'd rather be known for like the website guy mm-hmm. than the guy that does everything in his, in his scattered. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's yep. quality over quantity. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that makes a lot of sense. It's uh, it's, it's like a, can be a, a you know, so, somewhat anxiety striking position to be in though, because obviously, you know, you, you have your own podcast, you have your own social um, following, like, you, you know, you're, you're, you're competent in a variety of different areas. So it's, it really is like a, a choice, you know, to, mm-hmm. to be, to be focused, um, especially when, you know, there's probably opportunity, uh, you know, elsewhere as well. So, but, right. um, I think, um, one of the things that I kind of wanted to touch on and probably, uh, back up a little bit on is, yeah, yeah. um, how, like, 
so it kind of seemed like you almost started your own business within a business with the financial institution. There is kind of like, you know, it's almost like, okay, you know, you're, you're a a hired, hired gun of sorts, but it's kind of like, you know, you've got a, a, a division or, um, category of the business, even that is going to a department, whatever you want to call it of the business that you're now responsible for. Mm-hmm. And that you have that level of trust turned over very yep. similar relationship, right. And in, in, with a customer, it was like, you know, you're talking to some sort of executive or, you know, somebody that's going to get, going to bring you into the business as a, as a, uh, you know, a vendor into their right. business and, and you've got to build that trust. And now you've got to deliver for that domain of expertise. Um, what made, uh, so I guess what is like the, the picture now, you know, that you've started the business, you know, you got that off the ground. We got a little bit of the, the background there. What's kind of like, okay, now that, now that we're turn now that we're churning, you know, we got some, some good things, um, going here for, for clients. You obviously have that domain of expertise. Mm-hmm. How do you think about structuring and replicating that? Cause I, you know, there's, in this space as well, it's, which is very common is once the, um, the founder is no longer involved in every customer, the agency quality could definitely die off. And you already touched on some of the reasons for that, you know, contractors overseas trying to cost cut, you know, churn in the client communication side of things, um, you know, because they don't have the passion of the entrepreneur. So how do you think about that? Um, and how, how, how have you structured that? Cause you've obviously experienced that, you know, uh, that. Right. So. Yeah. So right now, um, we have bandwidth where I managed a customer. Awesome. 100%. Yeah. So I don't pass them on to anyone, him or her. I don't pass them on. Mm-hmm. So I did. And I had this, com- this same conversation, Stephen, I had with an industry partner that does social media advertising hmm. and he's overwhelmed. And he's trying to hire contractors for project management, for account management, you know, direct handling of clients. Right. Yeah. Um, and I said, Hey, I experimented with this because I really needed it. Mm-hmm. Like I needed a project manager. I also needed an account manager. Mm-hmm. Um, because where I'm really, really passionate about is 100% marketing. Yeah. I, I'm like diehard marketer. Yeah. So for yeah. me, I'm like, I want to go create videos. I want to go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> go do yep. podcasting. Yep. I need to go reach yep. out to people so I can have them as my guests on the yes. show. Like yeah. I really want to do that. I want to spend more time on LinkedIn. Yeah. So yeah. for me, I was, I did do that at the beginning, mm-hmm. um, all me. And then I got to a point where I grew the company out and I was spending a lot of time in our project management to Asana. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm spending a lot of time with customers and Asana, which is great. I got a lot of deep insights from customers, which has helped our business to grow, um, mm. has changed a lot of the um, copy on our website. I mean, mm. even yeah. social media too. So mm. it's been great. Mm-hmm. When I hired someone, and this is difficult because I don't know what's going to happen afterwards. So when I hired someone to do the project management, I've learned that there was frustration with the web development team. They're like, you know, she doesn't know the lingo. Mm. Um, she's great at operations and execution, mm-hmm. but she doesn't know the lingo. We're, we're spending too much time on calls, meetings, other stuff. Right. Mm. And then it was also with the customers. Mm. It was like, Hey, this contractor isn't available till next month. Are you that busy? Mm. Mm. And I find out that the contractor 
Well, the contractor, as you know, they don't just work on your prod, uh, yeah. your project. You're just one client to them. Right. So for me, I was getting like the leftovers of, mm. you know, her energy. Mm. She's great as a person. It's just, she did not have the bandwidth and she had a strong work ethic. She just did not have the bandwidth. Mm -hmm. So then I got customer feedback and these were from my big accounts too. Mm -hmm. And they're saying, Hey, are you still going to be part of this or not? Mm -hmm. And it created some fear. Cause I'm like, Oh man, they're going to leave yeah. us. Yeah. Right. As any yeah. entrepreneur has, it's a fear of, yeah. of failure and a client leaving. Oh man. It's, um, it's a real thing. <laughs> yeah. I've gotten used to it. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like, you know what <laughs> people yep. come and go, I'm going to yeah. give a hundred percent. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And it's for different reasons. It's not like, Oh, you guys did a bad job. So, yeah. Oh yeah. I, kinds of reasons. Oh yeah. So then I started, I had to let her go because it was affecting the customers. And to me, the customer is 100% the most important part, mm -hmm. more than marketing, more than sales, more than everything, other aspects or departments of my business. So I, I came back, I was like, I'm taking it on. And I started talking to my big accounts and I said, Hey, and they're like, it was just that she was not like an industry expert. Mm. And what we wanted was consultation. Mm. We didn't just want someone to just build a relationship with just for the sake of getting a pulse on us. Mm -hmm. We wanted like a genuine relationship, mm -hmm. but we wanted the industry expertise. Mm -hmm. And to me, I started thinking like, oh yeah, this person wouldn't know how to upsell. Yeah. Wouldn't know how to provide solid solutions. Yeah. All she could say whether is all she could say is really, we'll get back to you. Yeah. Yeah. Which they're like, well, what's the whole purpose of this meeting? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. Like if, if you're handling our accountant stuff, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. We so answers on the call. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So then it was hard because everything was email mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with email. I think email is great for documentation purposes, mm -hmm. but when it became like, I started doing monthly meetings once a month. Mm -hmm. with my, with my bigger accounts, with the smaller accounts, it was once a quarter. Mm -hmm. And that was like plenty for them. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And I was like, okay, they want the industry expert. They want someone that can give them solid solutions. Mm -hmm. They want to someone that would ask about what is their industry trends, mm -hmm. by the way, what's Jeremy web marketing's industry trends. Mm. Like they wanted that information. Yeah. They're craving yeah. it. So when they weren't having that, it was kind of like, there are questions, should we work with Jeremy Web Marketing or not? Mm -hmm. And then it started like triggering me because I'm like, that's the reason I started this whole agency. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, I was, yeah. I mean, I was just thinking like that, you know, if, if we, uh, if, if we, we become what we hate, right. <laughs> you know, it's like the, uh, exactly. You, you found the opportunity, um, you know, and based off of your experience, took advantage of that opportunity in the market and then almost turned into, you know, what the point person at your client, yeah. you know, was you right. <laughs> and saw the opportunity. Yeah. Instead of being the agency yeah. that does everything under one yeah. umbrella and suck at customer service, you became the agency that focused on one service and stuck and sucked at customer service. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. no, I don't want yeah. that. Yeah. No. Yeah. So I took it on over. Mm -hmm. There is going to be a time where, it just happens. Businesses grow. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. I don't see it happening anytime soon, mm -hmm. but there will be a time. And I think the best way that I'm going to go about this, everyone 
thinks about it differently is I'm just going to go straight for employee. Mm. I'm not going to go straight for contractor because I do need the focus Mm -hmm. and I do need to be able to coach, train and build the person up. Yep. And I can't do that with a contractor. Yeah. I will say that that, uh, was one of the biggest learnings for me in 2020. Um, thankfully I, I kind of stumbled upon a kind of a, a gem that, you know, so of someone that really owned, um, their work, regardless of their relationship, you know, with the company. Um, and, and it was really kind of internal, yeah, you know, get them, get a, some, I guess, some relationship built internally, you know, are going to handle my calendar, going to handle my email and then kind of scale that up as we go. Um, but, but the, to your point though, bringing them on full time, um, but it brings them into the fold and it provides like, you know, Hey, I'm making, I'm making a bet on you as a person here, you know, like I, and I want, I want to make you better as a part of your, you know, uh, being a part of this company. So how how can, how can we do that? And then how can we embed that into how you're, you know, treating our customers? Um, I think it's, it was pretty cool. Um, way to do it. Uh, however, you know, it is, it is a challenge. Cause to your point, it's like, you know, you lived the story we just went through, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and that's where your expertise came from, you know, coming in, working directly with a, a you know, PPC, PPC, right. Pay-per-click. Right. It's not my PPC. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah paper <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, you know, working with that, that expert SEO expert, you know, yeah. digital agency, everything under the sun. So you got a, a picture into that. Then you got the picture of, Hey, I'm going to take this on. Now you got the picture of doing that across industries for 30 some odd clients. Now it's like, you're plugging in somebody who is probably where you were back when you were about to take over everything in the financial institution and being like, Hey, just scale up that last 15 years that I just went through and and now work on these 30 clients, you know, it's almost like a reset of some of the expectations there even, you know what I mean? Totally. Interesting. Totally. Yeah. So you're thinking you're going to get, you're, you're at that, you're, you're moving towards that point as well. You think of hiring a a full-time employee? Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's going to be the next goal Mm. would be that. Again, right now we do have bandwidth right now. Yeah. I think what's helped is just doing, um, putting it in the schedule mm. on the, for, you know, the monthly and quarterly meetings. Yeah. But then it's offering them also like rock solid solutions mm-hmm. um, and just being part of, I think the other thing that's really good is, you know, I'm a, I'm a marketer turned to CEO. Yeah. So for me is I just love working with marketers because we get it. We value marketing, mm-hmm. we value technology, all of that stuff. So mm-hmm. I just happen to have the podcast mastering B2B marketing podcast mm-hmm. that is focused on taking your marketing to the next level because I'm passionate about B2B marketing. Mm-hmm. So for me is I even interview my clients mm-hmm. that are marketers and we're talking about it and we all get value from it too. Mm, yeah. They promote it. They promote their company. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about what we're doing with the website. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great for the show as well. Um, yeah. But yeah. they're also dropping like serious knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Of what they're wow. doing when it comes to strategy and tactics. Yeah. That's that. That's interesting. So, um, how I and then I think maybe you know what do we we got? Did we already go over? Or do we got twenty more minutes? Oh, we're good. We're good. We're good. All right. Cool. Yeah, we're good. Um, we got 20. Cool. So I, I've been thinking a, a lot about, um, 
a few different, I mean, a few different things, but in, in related to this conversation and where we're about to go with this, I think, uh, you know, the collaborative nature as an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. um, and embedding yourself into a, a company, um, in your journey, you know, have you naturally erred towards like, you know, we're going to, we're going to basically learn everything about this company's background, you know, kind of like what we're doing today, you know, where, where you're understanding, you know, where I'm understanding everything about, you know, your background and Mm -hmm. then be able to leverage that for strategy, or have you kind of made it a little bit more of like a one size fits all that's still effective, not to discredit it, um, a type solution. Like how, how do you take that balance? Cause I feel like that's a, another, agency challenge across agencies, you know, um, when it comes to web development specifically, or are we talking about really more podcasting? Any, sol- any solutions, uh, more, sorry. Yeah. More so with the solutions that you're delivering for your company, you know, it, do you look at it as, okay, in order to deliver this solution in a differentiated manner, you know, I've got to basically become an expert on that company, or do mm-hmm. you see it as like a little bit more of a one size fits all? Um, type, or is it somewhere in between? Like, how have you kind of navigated that continuum? Yeah. So for me, again, the B2B companies is the niche. Um, Mm -hmm. And how I came about that was just more the experience that came with it as a marketer. So for me, you know, I would go to the HubSpot events Mm -hmm. inbound Mm -hmm. and I just met a lot of marketers. It became peers, fellow Mm -hmm. marketers. Right. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was like, you know what, these are the guys that get it. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to focus on a small business owner that is like, doesn't get marketing, doesn't value it. And also doesn't understand why he or she is paying a lot of money. Mm. So for me, I'm like, I'm kind of tired and over that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm passionate to help small yeah. business owners. Don't get me yeah. wrong, but I'll yeah. point them in a different direction because mm-hmm. it's not a good fit for us. Yeah. So when it comes to, Hey, I want to work with the mark, you know, B2B companies, it's either the marketer, a marketing professional, or it's either the CEO. Mm-hmm. right? Because that's a small startup, but they're still a B2B company. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm like, as long as we're in the B2B company Avenue, we're good. Mm. Uh, it can be a software company. It can be any type of company. Yeah. As long as it's B2B. And what I started finding out was more that, okay, so going back to when I was a digital marketing manager, mm-hmm. the majority of activities that were needed were website related. Mm-hmm. Right. We have something seasonal. Let's throw it up on the website. Let's do this. Let's take this board member off. Let's replace him with this one. Like everything was website related, but they're still paying a lot of money for an agency. So if you have a marketing manager or a team of marketers, Mm -hmm. you don't need to pay for a huge agency that does everything. Mm -hmm. You only need to pay for you can call them whatever, a website admin, a webmaster, a web developer, a website partner. Mm-hmm. Like that's the missing piece to making your marketing scale mm-hmm. because you already have people in house that are marketers. Mm-hmm. You have a copywriter, you have a, a social media person, you have a graphic designer. So the thing that I saw was again, the need. Mm-hmm. One, what we're, what web developers are notorious for, which I really don't like, cause it really hurts the trust, um, with prospective clients is you guys are not reliable. Mm-hmm. Responsiveness to communication sucks. Mm-hmm. You're head down coding. Mm-hmm. And if you hire someone on Upwork or Fiverr, good luck Yeah, because they're even more overwhelmed and it's only a one person shot. Yeah. 
But for me, I'm like, okay, web development is good, especially for startups as you're trying to scale fast, like rapid growth. For to me, I was like, you know what? Forget the one-man shop. We're doing a team. Mm-hmm. So I have a team of 13 developers. Mm. And we pride ourselves on responsiveness. Mm-hmm. Like you go to our Google reviews, majority of them are saying quick response. Yeah. Rapid response. Yeah. Because I saw the need there. I was frustrated with all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, they need a developer. They need a point of contact. They need all this stuff. So that's how I kind of focus more on like the need in the market. Yeah. And became kind of like, oh, that's the WordPress development company. Yeah. yeah. Hey, contact Asus. He's the website guy. Yeah. I got and you. it became kind of the go-to. Yeah. Now, when it came to the pricing and everything like that, I mean, I had to really look at what the market was doing, mm-hmm. but also know that I'm not, I have to differentiate myself from a freelancer because this is an agency. This is not, yeah, right. you know, yeah. this is not my high school project. This is, right. <laughs> this is yeah. legit stuff yeah. that we're yeah. doing with, um, yeah. which, you know, <laughs> Upwork, Fiverr, all these other stuff. They're just looking to get another notch on their belt. So mm-hmm. just be careful with that. Um, yeah. Because a lot of times they'll just go MIA and work for Google or somewhere else. Right. So mm-hmm. you just want to be careful about that stuff because sometimes it's hard to get access to your site mm-hmm. and not have that point of contact when the emergency happens. Yeah. So we had an upper prices. We had a pivot mm-hmm. a lot of times. So I feel like we're at a a really good sweet spot right now with our agency when it comes mm-hmm. to providing those website services. So yeah, it's web design. If people want to do a redesign mm-hmm. um, and then we do ongoing website maintenance with our packages, just to keep the website up to date and running properly on the back end. make sure your site doesn't get hacked, infected with malware and stuff, right? That stuff happens all the time. Sometimes you don't even notice. Yeah. You're, you weren't even aware that your site's infected with yeah. malware. You're like, yeah. it looks good. I don't yeah. see what's wrong with it, yeah. <laughs> but I have no clue what's going on on the back end. Yeah. And the other thing is um, web development, right? Mm-hmm. So web development comes with the redesign, but there's some companies, B2B companies that need to, you know, pay for a block of web development hours mm-hmm. because they need to outsource web development. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's overflowing. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not. Mm-hmm. So we do that as well. When we can even do like a custom package too. Sometimes they're like, Hey, we need a redesign. We need website maintenance. And then when the redesign's done, we need to actually um, hire you guys on a monthly retainer for development too. Mm-hmm. So every needs different. Yeah. But it became more like, you know what? We provide website solutions for B2B companies. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, well, what's, what's cool is, um, and again, you know, hearkening all the way back to young Jesus, uh, the gamer uh, who was forced into the the eighteen wheeler life, typing um, on my on my dad's com- my stepdad's computer. Yeah, responded awesome. to a customer. Yeah. Hey, uh, you know, I think that it's uh, it's generational because I, I think I saw a, a LinkedIn photo of of your your boy doing the same. So yeah, seriously, people eat that up. It's so yeah. cute. It's so cute. Yeah. Um, my little guy will get there one day, but, uh, <laughs> you know, three, he's not even three months old, so he's not doing too much typing yet. <laughs> he just found his hands actually. So that's exciting. He was like, Whoa. <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, uh, where were we going? Oh, so the, uh, the, I think, uh, layering on different layer, you know, levels of expertise, like when you were young, you know, mm-hmm. layering on both kind of the entrepreneurial side that was baked yeah. into your DNA, uh, with gaming, you know, uh, you know, your first foray into the professional life. Now, um, it's interesting how people might think, you know, website, you know, oh, that is marketing, right? Well, there's a lot of, there's a lot of pieces to that puzzle. Right. It seems like for you layering, you know, your marketing expertise into, you know, web development, web design, um, th- that's really kind of from what I'm understanding where you're focused, um, Right. Which is, which is really interesting, you know, and was that, was that a strategic or something that, you know, you kind of developed over time where you were like strategically thinking, okay, you know, if I can level, continue to level up my marketing knowledge, or even just take advantage of what's naturally happened over the course of your career that we just outlined Mm -hmm. um, and bring it to this domain um, within web development, web design, um, then I could really be differentiated and partner with a company that gets it and be a part of that, that team. Or was that something that kind of morphed and now you found yourself here and it's like, okay, yeah, this is what we are now. You know, how did, how did you approach the positioning of your company in the market? The first one, which was, um, I was already a a B2B marketer. Mm. I was already soaking myself in all this knowledge when it came to marketing. Mm -hmm. As I mentioned, I went to the inbound conferences. I went to Mm -hmm. marketing groups, um, events, things like that. I was like hungry to learn and grow. Yeah. And that still never stopped. So the way I thought about it, so strategic in a way that I looked at my strengths and I said, what am I passionate about? And I said, marketing Mm -hmm. and food. But I was like, <laughs> I'm going to go with marketing. Yeah. I was like, I love marketing. I can talk marketing all day. Like literally we can do a three hour Joe Rogan style podcast <laughs> yeah. right now talking yeah. about marketing. Yeah. Like I love it. So for me, I'm like, I'm passionate about marketing. Mm-hmm. Now I was like, okay, let's go down to more of a, a narrow mm-hmm. approach. What part of marketing do you really enjoy doing? Mm. And I said, the website. Yeah. And here's why. Um, yeah. wow. and a lot of it was just more like, okay, I'm really good at the websites. I understand it. I know how to do on-page SEO. I know how to do, um, you know, the, the design, the development, the, the yeah. maintenance of it. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, what is something I'm very passionate about? Mm-hmm. I'm like that every business needs a website. Yeah. Like yeah. if you don't, then why are you in business for it doesn't make yeah, sense. Well, I think what, what's what's funny and and to double down on what you just said la- lastly there is um you know it wasn't just hey this is what I like uh to do these are the people that I know to help me do what I like to do. You also evaluated the market, you know, and I think that was um, a right. really interesting thing uh, and component that, you know, listeners to the show here, as you're thinking about, um, I think a few different things, but you know, one, what your business will be, uh, but then also how you will do business with partners is who is evaluating the market and adjusting their business to the market trends. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I, I, it's pretty cool. I think the, 
the trust and the understanding of the role of marketing and business is becoming a little right. bit more baked into the DNA of B2B, um, you know, uh, D to C, but B to C. Um, and mm-hmm. I think, you know, D to C, you know, direct to consumer, right. I think it really helped out pe- businesses that are selling to consumers to see the value of marketing in their business. Um, right. And I think now B2B, we're seeing more and more um, people understanding the role and the value of marketing in their business. And maybe that hopefully it's not just me in an echo chamber of my, you know, marketing service yeah, yeah. that I just believe that now that the whole market yeah. thinks that my um, huge leverage has been, you know, corporate marketer. Yeah. Turned to CEO. Yeah. So for me, it's like, no, I'm not just saying stuff that are salesy mm-hmm. just to get you to be my customer. Like yeah. I actually know it. I've done mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I, I, been at a company where the CEO does not get marketing. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you right now, it had nothing to do with my communication. Yeah. I knew my numbers as a digital marketer Mm -hmm. and I did my forecasting ROI. I I knew what I was selling Mm -hmm. and and proposing. So for me, I was like, I've been there. Mm -hmm. Doesn't value your work. Doesn't um, appreciate marketing. Spends way more time and money on sales. Like, no vision for marketing. There's no really going up the ladder. So for me, I was like, you know what? I'm out. There's a ton of companies that are innovating, but it wasn't out towards, let me just go find a new job. But if you are relating to this and you're like, oh my gosh, you're speaking to me. This is exactly my position. Go find a new job. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, what I did is I started my own company on the side Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then took off. Mm -hmm. That could be you too. Yeah. That could be something where you see a need from working with vendors, mm-hmm. maybe you're viewing it like, Hey, I, if I was the CEO, I would do it this way. Well, maybe you can, mm-hmm. yeah. maybe you could do it differently. Yeah. So yeah. I wouldn't really double down on what your strengths. Mm-hmm. Cause to me, I was like, I have a lot of strengths with just being a marketer. So for me, I for, sometimes forget that, Hey, I have to lean on that. Mm-hmm. Like there's not a lot of people there or let's just talk about web developers. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of web developers that get B2B marketing. Mm. So when I'm when I'm talking to a B2B marketer, they're like, this dude gets it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not frustrating. It's not wasting time. It's not anything. We're not yeah. wasting time and money. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's pretty cool. It's uh it's pretty it's it's challenging to bake that into the DNA of a of a company though. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think that's uh it is bake that, that expertise in. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm excited to kind of follow your journey. Um, I think you know, people can expect that, right? Doing business with you today. Um, and it'll be cool to follow how you bake that into kind of the the DNA and architecture of your company. Um, right. you know, I'm I'm pretty excited to see that. Um so yeah, hopefully but, I answered your question though which was yes the strength kind of already provided the strategy in itself yep yeah i think i think you did um i think it's a it's it's pretty it's pretty cool, uh, you know, layering on different domains of expertise, even if they, from an outsider looking in, may be somewhat related. Um, and I, I've seen you really double down on the expertise and the history that you have around marketing. Um, I've also, you know, even on our last podcast we did together, mm-hmm. you know, we are both voracious consumers of marketing expertise, yeah. uh, marketing insights, trying to understand what's next uh, in the marketing stratosphere. So totally. maybe, um, you know, we'd be remiss not to to at least answer a few marketing questions and for me to ask them, uh, what, what do you see 
um, as super important for companies and you know, I guess maybe your typical client, a B2B company that's trying to stand out online. Um, what do you think is most important, either thoughts, you know, channels or a framework uh, for somebody to be thinking about when it comes to marketing today uh, for companies in the B2B space? Yeah. So I'm going to talk to companies that actually get marketing and do one to like mm -hmm. learn and grow and put budget towards it and mm -hmm. really want to be strong with that. Mm -hmm. I would say the thing that I'm seeing is if you don't have a podcast, start a podcast, reach out to Steven. He'll give you some really good insight right. solutions. Thanks, um, yes. Or, and on top of that, all our podcast content gets chopped up. Mm -hmm. Everything you see on LinkedIn from the podcast, I'm going to chop this video up. Mm -hmm. And we're going to go ahead and post it on LinkedIn, post it on YouTube. It's going to be on Apple, Spotify, mm -hmm. like the whole thing, any podcasting yeah. app. So yeah. we do that 100% inbound leads. Mm -hmm. They go to our website, fill out the form. That's where the website comes in place. So make sure it's updated. So make sure the website is updated. That's a big one. Yeah. yeah. I almost just ran through that. Yeah. <laughs> Skipped it over. Yeah. But yeah. it's, it's yeah. huge. Right. Yeah. Look into Web Vitals optimization. Web Vitals optimization is a thing from Google. They up their standards when it comes to uh, measuring websites. I posted this on LinkedIn too. So if you're not doing this, you're falling behind. Basically, they measure your website speed, your load time to be specific. If it's slow, it's broken in their mind. They go to the next person, right? You want to get it under two seconds on page load time. So Work on that. Why is that important? I'm not trying to rank on Google. Well, if you are, it helps you to get discovered on Google and it helps with ranking. Mm -hmm. But if it's if Google, Google ranking is not your your focus, think of it more from the user experience. Yeah. High intent leads hopping on your your website there. You're pushing people to time of reels. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. One, it helps you with SEO to get discovered whether you yeah. want it or not. But if you're really just not focused on SEO and ranking, then know that the user experience is going to be phenomenal then lightning speed website, especially if you have an e-commerce. I mean, mm -hmm. you need that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then the lightning speed website is going to provide a better user experience, which is also going to improve your lead conversions. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't think that far deep. Mm -hmm. So take care of the website, protect it. So it doesn't get yeah. hacked, but I would say focus on podcasts, focus on, uh, content strategy. And what I mean by that is a lot of marketers just post whatever the, for the day. They don't think a week, two weeks, 30 days out, two months. They don't do that. I wouldn't even do two months to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. I keep it at one or two weeks because yeah. things change all the time in marketing, just like technology. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing I would say is start experimenting. Everyone laughs mm -hmm. at TikTok. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's my teenager and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Facebook was for teenagers too. When it started out, yeah. it was for college students. Right. So start now while the organic reach is really good mm. and don't feel like you have to like do what everybody else is doing, which is comedy yeah. or just acting yeah. stupid. Yeah. Be an industry leader post, mm -hmm. um, get your CEO, get him in a meeting, record him. If he doesn't like recording, get a copywriter, someone's good at taking notes. Why does he do what he does? What Steven just did with me, mm -hmm. marketers would eat that up. Oh yeah, yeah. And post that on social media. So I would say YouTube shorts and TikTok yeah. is gonna be the next frontier for B2B marketing. Mm. 
it's awesome. going to be right now we're experimenting with it. So I am on TikTok. If you guys want to follow me yeah. on TikTok, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the first time I've ever promoted it, yeah. uh, but nice. we're experimenting with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. YouTube shorts, we're experimenting with it on our Jeremy marketing YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, that's the advice I would give because eventually TikTok is going to be the place that people go to mm -hmm. LinkedIn yeah. organic reach is like, terrible right now yeah yeah people post and they're like why do i only get two likes yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they're working their tail off with content i was like i don't yeah. think it's the content your content's yeah. solid it's just yeah the platform mm, yeah yeah well things are always changing you know i mean that that's not that hasn't been the case uh in the recent in recent history right but yeah. um yeah that's really interesting. so we got um we got show up where people's attention are right is right now, which, you know, um, audio, obviously it was like the year of audio, um, you know, to, to think about that. Um, and then I, it, what's, what's interesting is like, it's not just good enough to create something. Mm -hmm. Um, you got to think about the distribution model, um, right. which I think you laid out some great, um, some great insights for distribution that people in the B2B space can be thinking of. That's a little bit more bleeding edge and not dry and just, you know, traditional. Um, mm -hmm. so that's, that's cool where you went with that question is, you know, what I asked was, what should you be thinking about now? And what Jesus laid out is what, how can you be thinking about what's going to be important in the future? Um, right. you know, so that, that's, I think that was a good, good insights for, for people to, to start to pick up there. Um, I can also, awesome, I can also give you just one last thing before we jump off. Cause I know we're coming up on time. Yeah. Um, unless you have more questions, I'm open yeah. for questions. <laughs> okay. Is um, I'll, I'll look while you talk here. <laughs> here's my exact <laughs> podcast strategy. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be very tactical here. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we record on zoom like this one mm -hmm. full episode, let's say 30 minutes to an hour, upload the whole thing on YouTube. And then we chop it up into three short videos short videos can be anywhere from 10 minutes to three minutes tops. I wouldn't go higher than three minutes. I would try to keep it under three minutes for mm -hmm. short clips. Um, if you're going to do YouTube, 10 minutes is good. I wouldn't go higher than 10 minutes. Um, but I use one of the short clips and our video editor customizes it, the template and everything for YouTube. So it's Jaren branded. Mm -hmm. So out of this full podcast episode, we chopped it up in three short clips. We're using one of the short clips for LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. What we're also doing is uploading all those three short clips onto YouTube. Mm. Sometimes, well, I do hold back now on the clip that I'm using for LinkedIn. I don't upload it to YouTube as a regular video. What I do is we convert that short clip that I use for LinkedIn as a YouTube shorts. Mm. So that same one, we're doing it for 60 seconds and under. Mm -hmm. So you're seeing a three minute short clip on LinkedIn. We're now bringing it down to 60 seconds mm -hmm. and we're getting just the juicy parts out of it. Yeah. We post that on YouTube instead of a regular video because it's kind of like duplicate. You don't want to upload yeah. <laughs> the same yeah. content. So yeah. we uploaded on shorts because shorts is so such a hot topic right now. It's mm -hmm. trending. Oh yeah. Now here's the thing. And whoever's listening, steal this. I don't care. I want to help you guys be successful. So that's shorts, YouTube shorts. 
is the ratio is aspect ratio is nine sixteen, I believe. Mm-hmm. Okay. The same ratio for TikTok and Instagram Reels. Mm. Upload that same video mm. to TikTok and Instagram Reels. That's the way you experiment with TikTok. Mm. Now I'm not saying go all in with TikTok and forget. Yeah. LinkedIn, right? If your audience is hanging out, your ideal client is hanging out on LinkedIn, please do not abandon them. Yeah. Like, yeah. Provide some resources, but don't go all in with TikTok because I feel like TikTok, I think there's a combination. You need to do both of that. Yeah. And then we upload the full audio. We convert that video to audio and we upload it and slap on our intro and outro. Mm. And that's it. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's all we do. Yeah. That's a, I think it's a, it's a, um, a solid distribution model. I think, um, you know, one of the things that, that I've noticed that you do that, um, that helps a lot is like on those, uh, especially on LinkedIn, you know, you're, you're not just focused on one medium, you know, um, mm-hmm. like you're not just focused on that three minute, um, three minute video, you know, right. you're, you're also focused on showing up there daily and not just that, but also engaging. I think that's a huge one. Um, right. You know, and and I haven't had enough traction on YouTube to be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna engage in the comments on YouTube. You know, maybe get one or two. So not a whole lot of volume there to engage with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However, on on LinkedIn, it's it's really interesting. You know how you know your engagement can can really make a difference um, on on the that video. Um, and there there's a there's a number of people that you know we could talk about that do this really well. Um, but I think uh, that's one cool thing that I've seen you do that that helps the distribution model of your podcast without even right. recognizing it. You know, um, totally. You know, once once that three minute video shows up, you know, you've built um, in that kind of foundation for that then to be distributed. You know, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. that's cool. So so the I guess the uh, the sneak peek there is the the YouTube Shorts and the TikTok and how to uh, you know posting how to how to think about building out those posts without the, uh, tremendous creator ag and, uh, I guess, you know, paralysis, right. The analysis by paralysis type Mm -hmm. situation that someone could end up in trying to, trying to approach those two new platforms. It's got to start off slow, start off slow. Yeah. There's still creators that are not like completely sold and invested on YouTube shorts because Google's notorious for cutting products. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, try this new, you know, yeah. live stream that we have. Yeah. yeah. By the way, it wasn't successful. So try this other one. It's like, what are you doing? We just yeah, spent on. so much money. We're yeah. spending so much time with these video editors. Yeah. Like, yeah. you don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. Cool. All right. Well, what's your uh, what's your parting shot here? What's what's typically the uh, the finale of your show? What do you uh, what do you try and close things out with? I basically close things out with, and I'm going to switch it on you. Okay. Because okay. I provided a lot of feedback and tactical stuff. Um, what is some really good advice or tips for B2B marketing professionals, mm. especially around podcasting? Cause you're the guru. Yeah. I, so I, I think, um, that, so what's interesting is I think it, you, you can get a lot of the same advice in a lot of different places, you know, and that's, that's one thing that I'm noticing, um, in, uh, B2B marketing and the, the, 
I'm so afraid to even say the word of thought leadership, <laughs> but the thought leadership within B2B marketing right. is you can get a lot of the same advice in a lot of different places. Um, I think the thing that I would offer is there's a reason why that advice is showing up again and again and again. Um, and the, so I, I'd say, don't, don't sleep on the obvious, uh, is one big thing. Um, and the other, the, I think the other thing is, um, to, to not be afraid to, um, really pull in the people in your organization that, you know, wherever you're, whatever you're doing, whether it's a software business, uh, you know, uh, some in healthcare, um, mm. you know, where, whatever industry you might be in, um, you know, mining, right. Uh, manufacturing, you know, right. we're doing a lot with manufacturing insurance. Don't be afraid to pull in the, um, experts that you have inside your organization that are actually tactically doing things for clients and delivering for those clients. Um, it's your job to make that, that information that they have in their heads relevant for an audience. So I think, you know, showing up and showing up with value is kind of table stakes, but it's almost how can you then take that to the next level? I think is to, to pull in what you inherently already have available to you. Um, I think is, is something that I think is maybe a little bit less done, um, that, that could be done well. Uh, it's something that we've been trying to do a lot more for our clients. Um, and, and the added benefit of that, which a lot of marketers already know is the personification of the brand. Um, you know, if you're able to bring in a, a leading solution engineer or something like that, you're able to bring another face, another, you know, uh, personality to the brand. Um, so I think those, those are two big things. One, don't sleep on the, the, uh, obvious, you know, utilize the resources and the knowledge base that's been embedded into your organization within your domain to level up the quality of your content. Um, I think the other thing too, is, is think about the distribution almost separately from your content generation. Um, I think it's important, like in, in developing your content, to make sure that it's contextual. Like I, I wouldn't say um, totally do away with thinking about what's relevant on a particular platform. Yeah. Um, you know, definitely develop content with the, somewhat with the platform in mind, but I think it's important to think about how can we really distribute this content? You know, I think some of the people that I've followed, you know, that kind of helped me think about this in a new way was like, now that in-person events are, are happening again, what's your distribution model for an in-person event, you know, which is, which is really interesting. You know, it's like, you know, we're showing up, we're having conversations at the booth. Maybe we're able to pull some people into a, a room and interview them. Um, maybe we're able to land a speaking gig at, at that in-person event. Maybe we're able to talk to a leading speaker and utilize some of their content or uh, record some of their content, but then what's your distribution model for that? Um, I think, you know, dist separating out, content and distribution can really help for you to focus on just value with the content. How can I deliver the most value in every second of this podcast or every second of this interview? Um, and then how can I then take that and think about distribution? Um, and I think one thing that you, that you do well, um, that, that is really important. And you mentioned it earlier on, everything's pointing back to the website. I think the reason for that is the third piece of that is leveraging that for growth. Um, and I think we talked a little bit about this last time too, but, um, once you have that audience, that distribution, uh, model figured out, um, how do you do 
how do you then move the needle in your organization and it, with high intent, with a valuable and with value that's going to be correlated all the way back to the value that you're bringing to in your content. Um, so I, I, it's been super helpful for us, I think internally, even as we think about delivering, you know, the services that we do for clients to segregate those things out, because it's really important to be focused um, and to not be thinking about the revenue numbers that from the listenership of this show or, uh, or um, right. even thinking about like, okay, you know, what, how, how, how are people going to start commenting on this topic? You know, if you can really get into the right headspace where you're providing value and then segregate out that distribution, I think is, is huge. So a little bit of a long-winded answer there, but I think that, um, you know, segregating those things out is, is important for sure. Totally. It just had a random idea. Uh, you should post a LinkedIn on LinkedIn, your exact podcast process. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It, it that changes, would, that would it bring a, a lot. ton of value. Your yeah. current one. Yeah. 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 I think it, it's, it, it's, I think that would be great. Yeah. We should, we should totally do that. Totally do it. Yeah. yeah. Mine changed too. I've never had TikTok as part of it. I was like, yeah. what? Yeah. 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 Awesome. Think, that's good. Yeah. I think we, uh, we, um, one of the cool things that, um, Actually, you know what? This might even be a, another th- another topic that uh, after you said that, maybe taking the the insights. You know, if you're able to partner with somebody like JRM, you know, take try to pull the insights that they have across industries with their domains. You know, because that that's one thing that our best clients on the podcasting side are constantly trying to learn what we are learning you know, mm-hmm. uh, from other clients. So like, if right. you're able to, to hop on the call with Jesus during your, your monthly meeting uh, as a client of his and try to pull all the knowledge that he's collecting, uh, embedding into his organization for your, for your website. Um, I think that's, that's, that's another, um, cool thing that, that I've seen work pretty well for some of our clients too. So nice. it's, it's, it's nice when we get those questions too, cause it's like you said, you know, they're, they're in it, you know, they're ready <laughs> to try yeah, and learn yeah. and try and figure out how to make it work. So, yeah, so. yeah, totally. Yeah. I was thinking about, yeah, how I don't really see people posting. Everyone says like for podcasting, I was like, start a podcast is never too late. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's boring. Yeah. <laughs> What's your exact process? Tell me. Yes. Yeah. Like that's more exciting and yeah. I will engage with that stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. I like it. Well, you should definitely do it. Try it. We have, we have it, we have it documented. So I will definitely, uh, Ooh, how many, how many steps roll this out? Uh, it's, I mean, starting a podcast is no joke. Let's see what it is. Yeah. Um, even if it was 42 steps or yes, whatever it's, that's you can now LinkedIn's post yes. has extended the length for, for copy. So, <laughs> so we've got, we've got 10 large picture steps. And I think there's probably at least 10 steps within each of those. So let's see how, well, how tell me, how would you distribute that content? You know, well, so we've got, I like would do a hundred, hundred steps, right? Yeah. Yeah. I would do. Whew. Video. Yeah. I would do video. Would you break down each big picture? Video? Yeah, view explaining it. Mm-hmm. And just make it like under three minutes. Mm-hmm. And then write it all out mm-hmm. on the post, you know, with the description and everything. Yeah. Yeah. As much information as you can. Mm. 
Pretend you're writing a text only post, hmm. but you're really going to do the video. What some people do to make it easier, they'll do the video, transcribe it, and use that transcript hmm. as the post. Yeah. They just clean it up. Yeah. yeah. That might be easier. Would, uh, let me ask you would you see, you know, somebody posting that onto their web, like if they were to post that onto their website? Um, cause one of the things that I've noticed too, with some of that, that content and what, and one of the reasons why we love a podcast is because people listen to the old episodes. Mm-hmm. So you've got some evergreenness to it. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how, how have you, how would you think about taking some, some sort of tactic like that? Cause I'm going to do it. Like, this sounds awesome. Putting um, on a podcast. But, yeah. Both, both putting it on the podcast. How would you bring that contextually and to the, to the website? Is it just a blog? Like what, like what, what, what would you, how would you bring that content and embed it in some way into your website as well? So definitely do it as, um, a podcast, Mm -hmm. um, talking about it. I would not have that same three minute video for LinkedIn Mm -hmm. be converted to an MP3 Mm -hmm. for the podcast. I would do it separately. I would love to hear 20 minutes of you talking about it. Mm. Um, for the audio. Now, when it comes to the website, mm-hmm. the way I would do it is kind of like a, how we work gotcha. or, okay. Some so people put that, more, that, that's more of like the conversion mechanism. It's more about like, if I really want to know the details, like they'll put how we work in the main menu, which is the navigational area. Mm-hmm. And then when I click on how we work, it should take me straight to your process of how you look at it. And it should be very different than what I'm used to. Hmm. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's different already. The way you broke it down is pretty different, but that gives me more insight to how you do it. Hmm. That sometimes creates fear for people. It was like, Oh, someone's going to steal and stuff. But here's the reality. If I saw it on your website, I found you first (laughs) and you're the industry leader because I saw your video on LinkedIn. Mm. Nobody, even if they did still and put it on their website, no one's going to go see it. They're not posting on LinkedIn. Mm. They're not doing other things. Yeah. So would you, would you want to hear, oh man, I'm just picking your brain right now. This is, this is good. I love this. I told you I love this. (laughs) So selfish of me. Would you want to hear like a, like a story? Like let's bring you through what we did in this this category for a client. So that's very like, it's, it's big picture. It's like exactly with the process, you know, big picture in the sense that it's, it's not, you know, only specific to that client, but then also tactically laying it out for a client. Cause I, one of the things You're talking noticed, about story. Yeah. Well, even so let's, let's, let's get super specific here. So like the audio branding section of our implementation process, you know, so we've got probably what, 10, 15 steps, um, you know, for branding somebody's audio and making sure that it's uh, contextual to what else, what other things that we're doing, either mm-hmm. what we're doing as well as what they're doing. So would you um, think that, oh man, it would be really helpful and, and awesome to kind of listen to what, okay, first we're going to evaluate X, then we're going to build this and then we're going to do that. And then we get this kind of client approval. We get this kind of insight. We ask these types of questions in our questionnaire, or would it be like for X client, 
they said that they, their brand was like, it was, had these three pillars and we really narrowed down. Okay. We could really communicate this with a song. I want to hear it all. Okay. All right. But I want it broken up in different episodes. Cool. I don't, it's too big, too much to digest. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I would want it. About I love stories story to it. Yeah. Yeah. Stories are great. I, I've gotten the most feedback on LinkedIn messaging saying, I loved your latest episode. My girls were laughing in the car. <laughs> and I'm like, what episode did I post? <laughs> and I look back and it was me having a terrible customer service experience. And I was sharing about it. Yeah. It was during the holidays nice. and stories stick with people and it's relatable. So do the storytelling 100%. Um, cool. Cool. I want to know your exact process. What differentiates you from others? Yeah. I also like, just think of ways you can just give, just yeah. give, 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 yeah. give, yeah. Yeah. um, your exact process. I want to hear client testimonials. Hmm. Like, Oh, that's, that'd be a cool way to cool thing to insert in there. Have you done this? For, yeah for, tell yeah. stories i tell stories no i all mean the time. uh break down your your entire process i did it on this episode <laughs> <laughs> there you go uh, that's right that's right cool. i did it on this episode i just give it out yeah 100 yeah. it awesome. changes you're right it does yeah. change every time so any opportunity i can even yeah. if people don't ask me i just throw it out there because yeah. it's super valuable i even put it as text only here's my exact process for mm-hmm. podcasting mm-hmm Super helpful. Yeah. I'm like, steal it. Super helpful. Steal it. (laughs) Oh yeah. That's awesome. All right, guys, that's the end of our episode. Thank you for listening. And please leave us a five-star rating on Apple podcasts. It would mean the whole world to me. And lastly, make it a great day.